0: we're dealing with the symbolic act and what we're dealing with is the idea that there are certain mitzvot that have a very specific connotation and very specific purpose of the of a mitzvah right the things that are can be uh mitzvahs like shaking the lulav which is a symbolic action that's to help us you know sort of concretize the ideas and the values that is really expressed in that in the mitzvah so what he discusses is that the people who oppose mitzvot, they don't necessarily oppose all mitzvot. They're very happy with the mitzvot that they think seem to be ethical and moral, but what they're not happy with is mitzvot that are more of a ceremonial act and they say, this doesn't work for us anymore. So in contrast, Rabbi Risham Shana Hirsch emphasized that these precepts are essential, original and eternal. And it is through these symbolic acts ordained in the Torah that the divine thought is first implanted in man. Okay, I had a conversation with someone today uh, we had a long meeting, actually, and he's contemplating the next step in his life. Uh, he recently, you know, took leave of a certain job and now he's thinking about what he should do. You know, should he go uh, perhaps dedicate some time to furthering his Jewish education and observance or should he immerse himself full steam in, in searching for another job and not allow himself as much time to, to learn? And he says to me, you know, I'm not really holding by being fully observant. And I just think that if I'm not really up to that yet, then why should I be practicing if I don't really believe it? So what I told him is I said, it's not so simple. I said, when we engage in certain acts, they will actually prepare us and prep us and get us ready to actually start believing in the mitzvah behind it. So sometimes you have to do the act before you actually believe it. And then slowly you'll be able to develop that. And it's specifically when it comes to the symbolic actions, it's even more so true. That when we engage in these symbolic actions, it's a way of actually taking the thought that we are supposed to be having, and it becomes part of who we are through engaging in these symbolic acts. In connection with these symbolic actions, our Vishamshran Rafal Hirsch stresses in the foreword to the Chorev that meditation about the divine precepts is particularly required in the case of those commandments, the object of which is in part to awaken in a certain trains of thought. In performing such commands, we shall feel ourselves called upon to look for the relation in which the outward action prescribed for us stands to the thought which is to be expressed and equally to consider and ponder on this thought in all its scope and consequences, okay? So when we engage in these actions, it's even more important that we should be thinking about the the system in place behind it. So there are certain actions that you don't necessarily need to focus on the fact that it's supposed to engender a certain emotional response or a certain uh, thought that's not necessarily as important in certain types of actions. But in these symbolic acts, without having the concepts first and foremost and primary in your mind, it's not necessarily going to achieve its desired results. A resumption of all Hirsch notes the powerful educational impact of the symbolic commandments, especially the Edot. Edot means the testimonies, right? The actions that are, serve as a testimony to what we believe. So when we make kiddush Friday night, we are testifying that we believe that Hashem created the world, we are testifying that Hashem also runs the world. That's what we are testifying when we make that kiddush, right? When we pick up the cup of wine and we say these words. If someone is willing to say those words, then that means by definition that they believe that Hashem created the world, right? And if you believe that Hashem created the world, unfortunately, not everyone saying those words actually keeps Shabbat properly, but at least what they're saying is they do believe that Hashem created the world. So the symbolic act is very significant and asserts that these commandments, far from being empty rituals, have as their particular aim the sanctification of the individual and the nation. This educational impact exists even if the one fulfilling the commandment is not consciously aware of its message. However, it is, of course, much more effective if a person does dwell on it. Obviously, the interpretation of the symbolic actions must under no circumstances be arbitrary. As we pointed out in the previous note, must carefully consider all aspects of the mitzvah. During the years 1856 to 1858, Rabbi fall Hirsch published in his monthly periodical Yeshurun, a major work entitled A Basic Outline of Jewish Symbolism. Now available in English as volume three of Hirsch's collected writings. In the first part of this work, the author carefully defined the basic principles of symbolic interpretation. And in the second part, he applied them to the mitzvos of Mila, Tzitzit, Tfillin, and the sanctuary, right? The importance of trying to develop a theme and a philosophy behind the mitzvahs to help inform why we do these symbolic acts. And the very reason why we do the symbolic acts is for that purpose, to help engender certain thoughts and a philosophical viewpoint in our mind. So let's see what footnote number six is. Let's see what's going on. It's going on the idea We have to distinguish carefully between Torah laws and rabbinic laws, comprehending the former by considering the nature of the subject while seeing the latter as aids to the practical observance of the law. So he's differentiating between the Torah commandment and the rabbinic commandment. The Torah commandment is going to help us understand what the nature is, and the rabbinic commandment is going to serve as an aid to the practical observance of the law. The author points out a logical distinction here. The interpretation of Torah laws given by God is based on all the minutiae of the law. In contrast, laws decreed by the rabbis do not call for this kind of interpretation, where they were ordained only as practical aids to proper observance of the Torah laws. However, they too are part of the system of laws designed for the education and life of the Jew. Now, interestingly enough, this actually itself is a little bit of a dispute amongst the Jewish thinkers. So we have rabbinic commands that are, as we call, fences, right? They are fences around the Torah that they have a, an additional law that when we keep this law properly, we won't come to violate the Torah law, right? Now, that's true. Now, in theory, one could say, well, the reason no longer applies today, so maybe we no longer need to keep that rabbinic command anymore. So the, the, many of the commentators suggest that there are additional reasons that are not known to us, that the sages did not necessarily convey to us the reasoning behind their their fence around the Torah law. They didn't necessarily convey. They might've said the reason is X, but it might also be Y. It might not even be X at all. It might be they said X, they thought we would accept that. And really it's a different reason completely. So many people would say that even when it comes to the rabbinic commands, it's still the same concept exists, that it's important to not just think of it in the specific primary purpose of it, but to look at all the different details of how the sages brought it down. And that itself will then help inform exactly what their purpose and what their stated role was. Okay, so now we have one more footnote in this incredibly long uh, letter with its footnotes. So when he's describing what the concept of mitzvot are on page 146, he says, precepts of love towards all beings, even when they have no claim to it, purely because of God's bidding and the meaning of your mission as man and Israelite. Okay, and this is a very important point as this is going to discuss what exactly it means to be a member of the common humanity in all of us, right? This is the translation of the German composite term, Mensch Yisrael, which Rabbi Shamshner Hirsch uses in this letter and in other writings, to describe the Jew in his role as man developed to a higher plane by the guiding influence of the Torah. The Jew as the prototype of the ideal human being. Lack of familiarity with Rabbi Shamsch Hirsch's writings has prompted many people to put forth their own erroneous interpretations of this term. In order to understand it properly, we have to bear in mind Rabbi Shamsch Hirsch's statements in the earlier letters about the task set to mankind. Having lost Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden, man is to regain it by learning to see God as the creator and the master of nature and history, and by assuming his proper place as God's premier servant in the work of perfecting his world. Man is aided in this task by the inner voice that speaks within every human being, and that puts a general awareness of a higher being and even of the distinction between right and wrong within the reach of every man. As a result, man is expected to develop a civilization based on the cultural and social values of a religiously inspired humanism which strives for human self-perfection. In other words, the purpose of that we are here, that we are put onto this world is to have the ability to show the way, for the rest of the world, right? In theory, we should have had a world with, if only the Jews are given the Torah, then maybe only the Jews should have the world. And maybe the non-Jews should not be part of the world at all. But of course, that's not what Hashem intended. Hashem intended that the Jews and non-Jews both have a role to play. But our role is to show the world what the moral and ethical issues are that the world should be focused on. And through doing so, to help teach them the way, and hopefully have them then develop their own system in place how to illustrate and how to uh, accomplish the mission that we've been put on this world to do. Okay, so we'll continue this tomorrow night. We will finish letter 10 with the footnotes and then we will move on to letter 11.